So there is a growing demand for CX professionals globally. It's not incidental that there are 20 million CX professionals on LinkedIn. And if I go back into the time, five, six years back, nobody was even talking about customer experience. What does it tell us that everybody is talking about customer experience? Everybody is seeing the need for this role and profession in their industry. But are we aptly prepared? Do we have the necessary skills and knowledge to meet this growing demand of customer experience skills? Hi, Ehsan. Great to have you. Thank you for joining. Wonderful. So tell me, uh, as I uh, continue, it'll be great to know what is it that you are seeing in your space when it comes to customer experience. Are you also seeing there's a growing need? Are you seeing people talking about it? Are you seeing organizations trying to differentiate themselves on customer experience, right? Hi, Rajeshwari. Thank you for joining. Great to have you. Hello, hello. Uh, there is a growing need and, there are, and there's a reason for that. You know, most of the surveys are pointing that consumer behaviors have undergone change. And what that change is, what do you notice as a significant change in the consumer behavior? Number one is they want to be more safe. Do you agree? Number two is there's a growing sense of some kind of need for, you know, compassion for people to, for the people to be handled and dealt with more compassion. And almost everybody is on, at the edge. What does that mean in terms of how they think and feel? Customers are human beings and we are also human beings, right? So you see what really has changed in, in your world. Easy and is yet safe. Thank you, Hiriel, for saying that. Thank you, Amulia. Yes, there's a need for CX professionals. They bring the difference to the product. Absolutely. So this is, of course, clear that there's a growing need for CX professionals. Now, today I'm going to talk about the growing need for customer experience consultants globally. And on the same LinkedIn, when I search for customer experience consultants, what do I found? What did I find? I find that there are 3.8 million CX consultants across different industries, startups, established Fortune 500 companies. And also just today, I noticed that there are so many large organizations, Fortune 500 organizations, which are hiring chief experience officers. Volkswagen. Just today I posted around when I learned about McDonald's. McDonald's has more than 30,000 um, stores globally, you know, outlets globally. And they have across 100 countries and they have, they have got somebody from internal organization to represent as a chief experience officer. You're seeing that growing need. Walmart another organization, Cisco, right? So there is a growing need for CX professionals and growing need for consultants who can understand 
the psychology of customer experience. Thank you, Hiral. Yes, it's easy yet safe. And yes, uh, you feel the compassion is the most unaddressed aspect of empathy. Yes. So, and every design thinking model, if you have seen, if you Google for design thinking, you will see every design thinking model starts with what? Starts with one particular step. What is that? Can anybody guess? Thank you all for joining and I really want to welcome you and staying on this um, live. The number one step is empathy. And a lot of people just read it and think, okay, empathy is fine. Next step is, you know, probably divergent thinking or ideation. Then next step is prototyping. Likewise, right? But empathy itself is a game changer. Now, CX professionals, mostly I've seen they come from process backgrounds or they come from, of course, some of them come from sales and marketing backgrounds. Some of them come from, thank you, Rajeshwari. Thank you. Some of them come from a background in, um, you know, operations. Yeah, it's good if they're coming from customer service space as well, because the kind of customer experience masterclass that I run, I have people coming from senior leadership roles, CXO level, then a lot of them from sales and marketing, from operations, from also from different kind of industries. Now, if you have to be a consultant, what are the top skills of a consultant? What do you think are the key skills of a consultant who can help an organization be more customer centric and be able to deliver better customer experience? First of all, that person needs to be an empathetic, a compassionate human being. Do you agree? Compassionate means empathetic means being able to put yourself in other person's shoes and in this case specific customer shoes i remember when i was doing a customer experience masterclass and i had somebody joining from uh, australia a process expert he said it was a completely different perspective so far i've been thinking about the process steps but now i know how important it is to think in the shoes of customers the other thing um, the skill that customer experience consultant need to have in order to be in demand and in order to get great opportunities internationally is understanding of the cultural aspects of their clients. Culturally, they need to know the sensitivities. Yes, Ehsan, thank you. Have, having been there in that space themselves, yeah, walking the, you're walking in the shoes of the customer walking in that space, being a custom, being your own customer, right? So while these things we all know, at the same time, I've seen, for example, I've spent a lot of time with technology companies. I've myself been in technology services. I was surprised to see a lot of experts, a lot of digital consultants were spending most of their time either, you know, doing a secondary study which is not even secondary study, doing a search on Google or trying to write down process steps for the customers they have never met in person. They just get a description, a design document, right? Yes, thank you, Hiral. Uh, thank you, Amula. Yes, I'm empathetic. That's the first step. That's right. They are trying to write down the experience flow 
and the experience journey by looking at the documents behind their laptops and computer screens now that is maybe a good to start with good to have some kind of a blueprint but how will you get the sensitivity of your customer when you haven't ever like you know like we have ehsan saying having been there not being there so talk, walking in the shoes of the customer i remember i used to work as a consultant for a telco client in uk and i got to visit their call center in uk my eyes and mind was completely opened when i walked their floor and talked to the advisors who were using our crm application and they gave so much of feedback then i realized what their world looks like right so that's the number two thing the so number one is being empathetic number two is understanding the of the culture for the region in which you want to work for the kind of clients if it's india if it's middle east if it's europe and then you have further nuances the kind of customers you're dealing with the demographics that you deal with what kind of age group right so there is no limit to that what kind of behavioral aspects interests these customers have the more study one needs one has the more deeper sensitive journeys they can create and the magic is in that you probably you want to type the word, word magic right if you believe the magic is in empathy is in understanding the culture what's the third what's the third thing what's the third thing they need to uh, somebody who wants to be a successful international customer experience consultant need to have the third most important skill is ability to do design thinking and we have been hearing about that how many of you have experienced design thinking type in design thinking if you have personally ever worked on design thinking models and why it is so important is that it actually again takes you into the world of your customer so if you have to have a skill then that's the one design thinking in our program we talk about something called as ipod you may want to make a note of that ipod i have this is an acronym i have passion i have obsession and i have discipline ipod these three things great thank you hero thank you esan so if you have actually explored that then it's wonderful the design thinking needs to have this ipod i have passion i have obsession and i have discipline what does that mean let me like now give you this you know unlock this for you that we do in our program in our de- detailed certification program uh the passion of course is really being passionate about what you're doing right and that's comes from deep within and a lot of people i work with fortunately and i'm sure everybody who's on this linkedin live today with me has actually got passion for customer service passion for delivering differentiated experiences passion to grow in that space am i right type type in the word word in the chat box passion if i am right on that so the passion creates a bridge between what you're trying to do and what the client is looking for you know it's a natural it comes from the heart 
Then the second is obsession. You know, uh, I don't know if you've heard that quote from Amazon's CEO founder, Jeff Bezos. He says, there are different ways to run a business. There are different ways to run. Great to see you, Reggie. Thank you for joining in. Wonderful. Thank you, uh, Maria Sethi, for joining in. Wonderful to have you. So if, you, if we talk about I have passion, I have obsession, and I have discipline, let me come to the second one, obsession. Jeff Bezos says that there are different ways to run a business. You can be product-centric, which means you can come up with a great product. You can be competitor-centric, which means you have strategy to beat your competition. And you can be business model-centric, which means you can have great business model, but by far, he says, in my knowledge, the most powerful way to differentiate in your business is obsessive customer focus. You can Google that. And this is the message he gave to his shareholders. He every year sends a letter to his shareholders, obsessive customer focus. So I have iPod, I have passion, I have obsession and I have discipline. The second is being obsessive. Now, where does this obsession comes from? Some, somewhere it's naturally there. So when you see some of the founders starting their company, they have the passion, they have the obsession. Yes, Reggie, thank you. Obsession is equal to commitment. That's right, that's great. And if we come back to the example of uh, Jeff Bezos, what I researched and found out, the statement that he made in the year 1999, you know, and what he said in 2017, almost 18 years later, this obsession equals commitment still holds true. That's the reason they have been able to create an organization which is very strong in execution and very strong in customer focus. So the customer obsession backed with ex commitment or with execution is a powerful recipe, <clears throat> right? And the third element is discipline. I would recommend you to read a book called Six Disciplines of Customer Experience. This is written by uh, two consultants from Forrester. There's another book with this with similar content, but it is for global audience. That's called as outside in. Outside in are six disciplines of customer experience. The disciplines, the, the discipline is the third key element, which I think is, is, the, is the glue which keeps us grounded. While the passion comes from heart, while the obsession comes from the mind and heart, the discipline makes it real. You know, so that's where we break down in our masterclass. The six disciplines of customer experience are one of them is building a strong customer centric culture. The second is strategy or a vision. The third is ability to listen to the voice of customer. We also call it as VOC. The fourth is ability to measure and improve the customer experience continuously. The fifth is having a solid governance and organization structure, right? And the sixth is ability to use design thinking principles to deliver great experience, right? Yes, so thank you, Amulia. There are many CX industry, but not iPod, right? Yes. Uh, thank you, Hiral. Yes, outside in is amazing and I really connect to it. I'm just reading the comments. Thank you for sharing those. So 
the disciplines i talked about is actually the nuts and bolts how you make it happen and it's like it's like that holistic thing if somebody if you want to talk to someone about the holistic health you just cannot talk about you know the brain health you cannot talk about the um you know the health of the heart it's a whole body you know i have a yoga coach and um, when i was talking to her she said that lot of people have now started giving uh, you know kind of solutions which are peaceful solutions within yoga also that if you want to have improve your digestion then do these asanas if you want to improve your you know immunity then do these asanas and she says that i have learned from my guru and our legacy is that yoga is holistic everything is connected the whole we do work on whole body mind and soul right how much how many of you agree with that that the yoga is a holistic practice similarly customer experience is a holistic practice the six disciplines we talked about and it can of course then be summarized in ipod i have a passion obsession and disciplines now let's quickly look at some some interesting key elements which i talked about now what do we mean by culture really have you heard of a um, you know phrase called as culture eats strategy for lunch breakfast dinner or all three <laughs> right so that's the power of culture in fact um, some of you would have heard of this company called zappos which is which is earlier acquired by amazon there was a question asked by asked to late tony she tony she who is the ceo of uh, zappos uh, he is no more but an amazing customer centric uh, leader who taught the, to the world a lot and he was asked what is the biggest mistake and zappos is considered to be a very very strong customer centric organization he said the biggest mistake we had is having the wrong culture which means we made sometimes we hired wrong people which impacted our culture so we made close to 100 million dollars losses by doing the wrong hiring and what they do is they are very quick to correct it so they actually tell people openly that maybe you are not the right fit we are going to pay you and please you you we are okay if you leave it leave the organization because we are looking for a certain people fit, fitting to this culture so culture is that powerful if you look at some of the organizations it flows from top down like if you look at some of the great places to work why are they great places to work because this they take care of their employees and employee centric organizations are usually customer centric organizations right thank you um, hiral thank you murari sethi yes people create culture yeah it's absolutely so if you have if you see that there is you know the hiring practices the first place to experience a organization's culture the hiring the kind of approach that's taken the sensitivity the care with which the hiring process is going gives you a clue about the culture of the organization right so there are so many ways in fact when i talk to a lot of people who are looking for job change or who are not too happy with what where they are you know and they are very passionate about customers you know many a times they end up looking for other job <laughs> why not because you know because i have told them but because they start to feel their value system 
is not matching with where they are working so that is a mismatch for example if you value customers then you would not just like to have a lip service you would truly want to be part of the organization which is people centric and people centric has two branches employees and customers right so it begins you know employ with employees first and then with the customers so culture is going to lead you values of the organization the behaviors of the people they need not have to be corrected they can be they can be trained they can be guided but you cannot have 24 by 7 watch on the people so what does that mean is their behaviors are naturally aligned more towards being customer centric now if you want to be a global customer experience consultant then you need to be aware of these disciplines now the other things i quickly would uh, touch upon is ability to measure customer experience anybody uh, who can tell me what is the most popular customer experience metrics in the industry how do you measure customer experience what is what is the unit with which you measure customer experience can anybody guess let me just um, wait for few seconds to see the response if you know that 70% of the companies globally use this metric some clue and this is being popularized by bain consulting companies like apple netflix mercedes benz tesla you know you name some of the brand <laughs> yeah thank you yes i can see someone typing in nps right yeah hirel saying nps that's right thank you thank you so that's right you uh, measure customer experience using the net promoter score system which is very simple which is the number of promote percentage of number of promoters minus the number of detractors it is actually made of three different kind of customers number of promoters promoters are those who will recommend your company and detractors are those who would bad mouth your company because they are very unhappy and there are passives who are in the middle who would not neither recommend nor <laughs> uh yes who are neither uh, you know they did it doesn't matter to them so they are on the fence right thank you um amulya yes voc yeah it, it's used in voc nps loren thank welcome uh, and thank you for uh, you know sharing yes uh, popular is nps and i don't always agree yeah i think uh, sometime back i posted a poll on uh, linkedin where i asked this question is nps still relevant and there were more than 7000 views on that poll and more than 300 people responded to that majority of the people said nps is still relevant and like loren you're saying that uh, uh, you don't always <laughs> agree it is not popular yeah because there is a nuance to that and not every organization and expert is using it to its full potential also uh, there are certain uh, situations in which nps is not the best metric it is not always the best metric and there are scenarios so it's in that case we would not use nps but i'm just talking it, metric could be anything what i'm talking here is as a cx expert as a global customer experience consultant you need to and that this is a great conversation you need to be 
aware of what is a good metric for customer experience what are the set the other could be csat yes other could be um, uh, customer experience satisfaction index other could be ces customer effort score right other could be right first time or something from from you know process industry could be cycle time it depends on which industry and what are you measuring i have seen organization fortune 500 organizations where they have created their own metrics if you can measure why why do we want a metric because we want to measure and what get measures get improved hopefully right so that's the idea yes uh hirul yeah um, i was happy to be able to influence my board to get to use an emotional scale yeah it's a brilliant hirul great yeah if you can use the emotional scale for example forester calls three e's of customer experience for and you can measure that what is that emotion effort or ease and efficiency now you can break down efficiency into many things speed of service quality of service whether the needs are met or not right yes amulya it is just a number transactional nps more relevant yeah it's a number but it has lot of data if it's handled well you know then it can give you and you know companies like apple mercedes benz tesla netflix they are using it and the other at least the positive side of nps is we have the industry benchmark right so you know how some of the other companies are faring so you can compare within the industry and you can compare cross industry do you agree right so that is what the the third the other element around the discipline is um uh, something around voice of customer which amulya you said voc right bringing the voice of customer into the organization um uh, and now that's the reason you know i was looking at companies like volkswagen um mcdonalds um you know even 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 companies even the service industry uh, marriott hotel many of them have got now cxos because they want to bring using the power of uh, analytics they want to quickly bring in the intelligence the the insights of customer behaviors and improve the products pretty fast so the volkswagen cxo says that we are working on improving the our vision is to be really fast in addressing the needs whatever we pick as an insight now there is so much of digital technology available that even when you are driving a car your car is capturing lot of information and on top of that customers ask some feedback that is quickly available even for the product development right so that's the other element bringing the voice of customer into the different phases of customer so earlier it was just customer service now you can influence the products you can influence the strategy if this voc was powerfully used by companies like nokia you know blackberry xerox um you know kodak they would have not got obsolete the way they got at certain point of times that is the power of listening to the voice of customer so coming back what we are talking about here is how to be a successful international customer experience consultant is that you need to have the understanding the compassion the empathy the understanding of the culture and have ipod which is passion obsession and discipline and within discipline i talked to you about six disciplines uh, specifically i talked to you about the culture 
I talked to you about the power of listening uh, to the customer and ability to measure your customer experience. Uh, so Reggie is saying the challenge in quite a few organizations is that they do these surveys as a checklist of done activity and then the area of improvement is to translate the feedbacks into effective implementation. Absolutely. Thank you, Reggie. Yes, you're right. Um, the, this is very uh, common. You know, sometimes it's just done for the sake and there's a lot of lag between the survey being done and ex actual execution. So digitization, you know, a digital customer experience consultant needs to be adapt with uh, technologies and, you know, the speed of this effective implementation, Reggie, that you're talking about. I think that is something which uh, a digital customer experience consultant needs to really master. <clears throat> Amulya, you're saying been conducting the survey for last two years, every year, and seen the NPS improve also. Let us know where exactly is the pain point. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Amulya. Yeah. So you're saying it, right? Doing, have, doing it consistently. Actually, there is a there's a report by Medelia. Medelia is uh, one of the companies which has NPS related, voice of customer related product. And they found out companies which measure more at a shorter duration, which means at the shorter intervals, are the companies which have consistently better NPS and continuously improving NPS. Again, simple phrase of what you measure improves. Right. So thank you, Amulia, for sharing that. Uh, any questions, any thought before I start to wrap up? I really want to thank uh, everyone who joined today uh, for taking time to be here. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, this recording is going to be available for, uh, for later to be watched on LinkedIn. Um, you know, and I can, of course, share the link again on my LinkedIn. Happy to uh, have spent this time with you. Please type in, in the chat box if you have any specific areas of interest within customer experience, depending on the kind of work that you do in your world, right? Because it's a vast field. Also, while you share uh, anything that's that you would want to share, um, I would be happy to uh, talk about that. But I really want to focus on building skills. You know, my my mission is to help uh, professionals build customer experience capabilities so that they can get greater um, consulting opportunities in the global market. And why am I doing this? Because in my career, uh, I moved from a non, um, you know, primarily from a non-IT into IT industry. And that is where I got to um, play a role of an IT consultant, IT customer experience consultant primarily. Uh, because I was from a business background, it was easy for me, but I, we used to get a feedback from our client, global clients, that you do have technology skills, but you are missing uh, business skills and primarily customer facing skills. Right now, customer experience is the core, right? So that's my mission. I want to help more and more professionals. And I see a lot of IT professionals specifically having that need to be more skilled as customer experience professionals so that they can actually drive international assignments as really uh, strong customer experience consultants, right? Thank you, Prakash uh, Didlani for joining in. Yes, uh, don't treat like a number. NPS, don't treat it, treat it like a number. Absolutely, that's like a mindset. I, I just want to, I fully agree. Um, okay, so 
Hassan, uh, you're you're saying as expert, what next in CX domain, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> surely. So I'm working with some uh, in the even in the artificial intelligence space. I'm working collaborating with companies who are creating AI products, and my engagement with them as myself as a CX domain person to support them in coming up with uh, strong customer centric products, right? So this is going to stay, Hassan. By the way. Uh, customer experience is going to stay here uh, yeah so yes uh, anything else that's on top of your agenda in your career that is important for you um, because I'm going to spend some more time going deep diving into how can technology experts become also customer cent centric professionals and customer centric consultants so that they can guide their clients for towards building more customer centric processes and capabilities yes thank you Amulya. it's a number nps is a number if company does not take any actions for the pain point super super what an amazing uh, insights you're sharing i'm so glad amazing uh, set of uh, participants i'm i'm grateful to you Again, um, you can feel free to drop me a message on my LinkedIn. If you want to be, uh, if you want to talk about something, we can always, uh, you know, connect further to after today. And uh, uh, I would love to hear your feedback for today's um, live. What did you like specifically about it? Did you find anything useful, interesting? And I can see some of you uh, writing what you want to Please do type in uh, what would you like within the customer experience, what's happening in your world, what else will help you um, and support you in your roles. Of course, your LinkedIn profile will, will of course make it clear what kind of role are you playing. So thank you very much. Uh, and uh, with that, I would start to wrap up uh, this live. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Amulya. <laughs> thank you Reggie yes thank you for being here it's lovely to uh, uh, have you on this live honor wonderful thank you uh, Reggie uh, glad you like iPod I have passion obsession and discipline all right uh, then till till the next time um, bye bye